You are listening to the Julie Parker Practice Success Podcast, where you discover management insights and strategies for your successful dental practice. There are also interviews with key people in the industry who have advice and services to help you and your team achieve great success. Welcome to this episode of the Julie Parker Practice Success Podcast. And today I've got a new buddy on board, Selena Kulkani. She's the founder of Incosi Wealth. And Selena is an Amazon best-selling author, chartered accountant, certified property investment advisor, and founder of the Freedom Warrior Community. She helps business owners achieve financial freedom, build cash flow and financial security beyond their own business in two to five years. Selena challenges the traditional wisdom and exposes business owners to a new world of alternative cash flow generating property investing and insights normally reserved for the ultra wealthy. I think that introduction will have many people intrigued. Welcome, Selena. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Julie. It's great to be here. It's great to have met you a number of days ago. We've just recorded a podcast episode for your podcast. You're recording one for my podcast, so I'm enormously thankful for it. So tell us a little bit about your journey. What got you to this space with Incozy Wealth so far? Oh, look, uh, mine is not a conventional uh, journey as an accountant. I, I actually jokingly say I'm a reformed accountant. I, uh, I started in a very traditional way uh, in practice with Deloitte. Um, realized fairly quickly that, you know, perhaps it wasn't quite the right outlet for me and, and went on to do a whole lot of other things in the industry, traveled the world. Um, but essentially, when I got back to Australia, I, I realized that, uh, you know, I, I wanted to create wealth for myself. I, I saw the pathway that a lot of people in my profession um, were taking. They were, you know, getting to senior status and they were working their, you know, their ring off and not really looking all that happy about it. And so I started to get involved with investing. Um, and to be honest with you, I've been, you know, a, you know, I've gone from apprentice and making a whole lot of mistakes and getting a lot of cuts and bruises and gradually ratcheted my way, you know, through the, the murky, you know, topic and industry around wealth creation and, and found my way. But essentially, you know, the real turning point for me was um, I think it was 2009 when we were in the midst of the, the last global financial crisis. At that point, my husband and I had been very, uh, you know, I had done every strategy I could get my hands on. I'd been a share trader, an options trader, futures, real estate, stratering, development. I'd tried to do it all. But I realized at that point we had a, a reasonably good property portfolio, large property portfolio. Um, my husband, who's a chiropractor, was getting quite sore wrists at the time. And, you know, I, I, all I wanted more than anything else was just to be earning a little bit of money from my investments so that he could maybe, you know, get off the treadmill, just even a little bit. And I realized at that point that the traditional wealth model, which I had followed to the letter, it was broken. I realized that we had this high net worth on paper, but just frankly, it was a vanity metric and it just really wasn't actually without, you know, short of just selling everything and and then trying to live off that income and eating the cow, I call it. um, We were 25 years away from actually having any kind of meaningful wealth. And so it was at that point that I went, this isn't working. This isn't giving me what I want. 
And that was when I kind of just threw it all out and said, right, what is a different way to approach wealth building? And that was the start of me kind of thinking outside the square and, and really exploring how do the people who have the results that I want, how have they done it? Instead of going to all these, you know, wealth gurus and financial planners who kind of gave me the same vanilla-y style of advice, I started to go to people who were, you know, some of the best investors in the world and wheedling my way into their network and saying, well, how did you do it? Um, and getting this kind of dial access to a dialogue that just doesn't go on in mainstream and, you know, from there really catapulted my results like that. That whole concept of, you know, growing your network um, was really the, the point of inflection. And, and today, um, it, you know, I'm, I'm running a community which I didn't actually intend, you know, it wasn't part of my plan to kind of set this up, but people just started to say, well, you know, how come you've done this? How come your husband only works a couple of mornings a week? How come you have this great lifestyle. And, and so, you know, really where I am right now is really wanting to share that knowledge and, you know, create a different kind of conversation around wealth, you know, than the one that's being had in traditional circles. I love that. I still remember back when I was young, married in my first marriage, going along to seminars that my accountant would put on with wealth creators coming in play. And it was all about, you know, creating that prop, you know, portfolio of properties that, but you're right, it doesn't create cash flow. I mean, they say in business, cash flow is king. Cash flow is king Absolutely. in our lifestyle as well, isn't it? And 100%. You know, after moving from what one marriage to my second marriage, and of course, what happens when you get divorced, you know, you sell everything off. <laughs> You start again. And my second husband, my my husband now, you know, I'm his third wife, so he's been through this a couple of times. But it doesn't have to necessarily be the divorce that's the disruptor. It could be, you know, your husband had a bit of a wrist injury and I've certainly been aware of some dentists that have had an injury that have stopped them being able to do their thing, earn money from their thing, their craft. It could be anything that goes on in the world. We can't predict what's going to go on in our life. Look at what's happened with the pandemic. We can't predict any of these things. And so planning now for way off in the future, it makes sense. But enjoy the here and now. You have no idea what's going to happen. Look, I think dentists in particular have this great gift that's given to them, which is they are in an environment where it's relatively, not, not easy, but it's possible to generate quite strong income. The mistake is thinking that that's the end game. And for me, wealth, what it represents is actually the ultimate safety net. So wealth for me has never meant power. It's never meant, you know, driving fancy cars or living in palatial homes or, you know, flying first class. That's not what wealth means to me. Wealth is the freedom to choose. And the problem with a lot of business owners and dentists included, I work with a lot of dentists, is they, they like their work, but the frustration is they have no choice. And, you know, they're looking down the barrel of lots of debt, lots of commitments, lifestyle creep. And so as their income goes up, often it just evaporates. And there's this feeling of like, why don't I feel any better off? And so I think the the real purpose of wealth is to create that freedom. And so a lot of people kind of maybe neglect how do I build, like I've created all this income in my practice, how do I then take that and turn it into assets that deliver me income 
so that maybe sometime in the near future, if something happened or I don't want to work, I've actually got a choice. The problem is not having the choice. You're absolutely right. And, you know, a dollar can be spent in many, many different ways. And so, therefore, you can add as much meaning to that dollar as, as, you, as you can possibly do. So it is meaningful to you now. It's making a difference to you now and, of, and off into the future as well. And I like what you said about freedom because when you ask people, why have you brought yourself into your own business? They might say, because I wanted to, you know, have, have control over my wealth in whatever way. I wanted to have more control. But really, when you get down to it, it's about freedom, I want to have the freedom to do what I want when I want. But a big part of that freedom when we're talking about business is that you have got the, you know, you're making sure that you've got control over the level of freedom that you can attain actually through the financial wealth. Look, I absolutely agree. And I think the mistake I see a lot of uh, particularly dentists make is confusing high income with wealth. They think they're the, the same thing. Um, and you know, a lot of people strive for two things. They strive for the high income because that is obviously a metric of success around business, but they also think that high net worth is what's going to save them. But, you know, in my own journey, high net worth meant nothing like it, without the income stream, your only option is to sell down assets, eat the cow. Um, and, and that's not a, that's not a formula for legacy. That's not a formula for freedom and impact. And so I think if, if you could pull those things apart and say, great, I've got this high income, but now what do I do with it? How do I funnel that or some of that, a small piece of that into assets that deliver income? That's game changing. Yeah. So with Incozy Wealth, Tell us a little about Incozy Wealth and, and you were ref, um, referring earlier to the meaning of Incozy. Yeah, so uh, Incozy is not the easiest word to remember. So it's I-N-K-O-S-I and it's actually the Zulu word for tribal leader. And one of the things I realised, uh, like I, I coach people separately, but also we come together for events in a community and people are very sensitised about talking about, well, here's what I've got and here's my balance sheet. So I, I wanted to really come up with a series of metrics that people are happy to share freely. And in COSI inside of my community is the, if you like, the, the key North Star for, from a metrics point of view. It's the thing that we measure regularly. And it's, it's simply a reference to what percentage of passive income goal have you achieved? So a lot of people coming into my community have a very high mm-hmm. net worth, but they are, um, they have no passive income at all. Um, and so what we, so they might start at zero, but as they progress and start accumulating, um, passive income, we just get them to keep on measuring it. So in COSI, you might be at 20%. Someone else might be at 60%. I mean, I have people who have passive income goals that are relatively modest. And I have people whose passive income goals are huge. And so they can sit side by side, shoulder to shoulder and still have a very meaningful conversation about how they're tracking on their journey. Fantastic. And so that's that's really where Nkosi comes from. Love it. Love it. How thoughtful. Gosh, that's you've got my mind thinking now. <laughs> because you know, I've certainly got uh, these key metrics that we say to dental practices, where are you on this? But you're right, you know, two separate dental practices are achieving wildly different things, but to be able to 
bring them back onto that level playing field where they're all, where they are having that meaningful meaningful conversation. That's just fantastic. And so oh, yeah. I want to hand it over to you in essence of you know, my audience are dental practice owners, dental practice managers to some degree as well. But to the dentists out there, what is your, you know, are there mistakes that they're making? Is there advice that you can give them? What direction would you have them think down in order to change their thoughts around wealth? Look, absolutely. I mean, I think we've covered a couple of them already. I think, you know, don't confuse high income with wealth. They're not, they're not the same thing. Um, the, the second thing is, um, thinking that having a high net worth is the goal, which, you know, it's certainly one metric for measuring progress, but it's not the only metric. And particularly here in Australia, uh, a lot of uh, Australians, their net worth is tied up in their home. And so that can be a mistake to, to congratulate yourself that you've got this high net worth when actually most of it is tied up in what I call your big fat lazy panda, which <laughs> is this asset or resource that you know consumes but doesn't necessarily do anything for you um i think one of the big mistakes i see with and and this is universally across a lot of business owners but particularly dentists who are not educated in the space of wealth building through their you know courses and university degrees is they abdicate so what they do is they give the car keys to their wealth building to somebody else Um, whether it's a wealth planner or a financial planner, because they say to themselves, I don't know enough about this, so I'm just going to give you my money and you make decisions with it and hopefully one day you'll grow it and it'll be something meaningful. Whereas, you know, I've heard this thousands of times, nobody cares about your money as much as you. And if you're going to go to the trouble of earning it, you need to put yourself in a position where you're making the decisions. Someone else can advise you and give you support, but it's not rocket science. It's not that complex that you can't make your own decisions. So that's another key. I think um, fishing from a small pond is one that's probably a little more sophisticated, but, you know, I think that there's a very small um, pool of assets that most financial planners and wealth planners will point you towards And the thing that we need to understand is when you fish from a small pond, it's very efficient. Your ability to make big returns and meaningful wealth is smaller. So the minute we kind of, you know, if you think about it as, you know, the pond metaphor, if you just walk up the hill and start tapping into the river that's flowing on the other side of the hill, you can suddenly, you know, transform your results. And then um, I think the final key is, the thing that changed my own wealth, like in a massive way, was realizing that I didn't need to be the lone wolf. You know, I, I started out my wealth building thinking I had to figure it all out by myself. Mm. And it wasn't until much later that I realized that the, the people that you have in your network of influence, especially around wealth, they can catapult your results. Just one conversation or one introduction can totally transform things. And so, um, you know, this idea that you have to figure it out on your own and be the, the lone wolf, um, it, it's, it's really not necessary. So th- they're probably the key ones I'd, I'd flag. Yeah, and I think that's a key one because we do have this perception of I'm not even going to go down that journey because I don't know enough about it. 
or I'm going to go down the journey, but as you say, hand over that responsibility to somebody else because I don't know how to do it. And just recognize, goodness me, there are so many things we didn't know how to do it at some point. But if we just had that concerted effort over a period of time, we become competent in anything that we want. If you've got a thinking brain, you can become competent in anything that you want. And so from that wealth perspective, when we think about as we grow, you mentioned legacy earlier. When you think about contribution to your own family and the environment that you create for them, the opportunity that you create for your children, if you think about they become um, dental practice owners possibly and therefore they want to create a particular environment for their patients, for their team members, they want to provide a certain level of service and offer particular treatments to their patient which may have great big investments in, in terms of scanners and printers and all the things, digital printers and all the things. When you think about all these things, all these things need to be funded. And so your level of contribution in this Western world is tied to funding it. And so you can really transform your world if you go down this path and say, of course, I can learn this stuff. Of course, I don't know it now. And I'll just know it a bit more tomorrow and a bit more the next day and a bit more the next day and start to tap into the wisdom and experience of other people that have already beaten that path and found better ways of doing things. The impact on your world can be substantial. What kind of difference in wealth can be created? Look, um, the results that you can get are phenomenal. I mean, I like to think of myself as a guide and, an, uh, and, you know, I'm your personal CFO. My job is to educate you. And, and to be honest with you, the big challenge that a lot of uh, business owners face is there's too much information out there. So what you want to do is, you know, whether it's me or someone else, you want to find someone who's going to give you the information that you need to plug your holes they diagnose where you're at, they understand what's missing, and they can just give you that information so that you can ultimately then make informed decisions. And the reality is you don't need to go chasing crazy one-off profitable deals, investment deals to build meaningful wealth. What you need is small bites of many cherries that give you a solid cash flow because if you and, and the, the, the sort of rule of thumb that I would say to people is if you could have a net worth, let me put it in a concrete example, of $10 million. Let's say your net worth is $10 million. You got $10 million worth of assets after debt. But if you look at the income stream that the average person has, it's, it's close to zero and 1%. So if you've got $10 million worth of assets and you're earning an income stream of 1%, you know, that gives you your $100,000 passive income. At the But at the other end of the spectrum, and it's a spectrum, you could have $1 million net worth working at 10% uh, return, earning you $100,000. And so the, the journey that I'm trying to take people on is where on that spectrum do you want to live? Because it's not about upsetting the apple cart and throwing everything out and saying, let me put all my money into, you know, high cash flowing assets. That's not the game we're playing. The game we're playing is how do you take the minimum amount of capital, put it into assets that give you predictable, sustainable cash flow, and then have the, you know, the bulk of your assets in assets that maybe are a little lazier, but, you know, that you'll get growth over so that you can actually say, for example, let, let's say you had a goal. I'm just picking 100,000 because it's a nice round number. 
But you could achieve that in two or three years. You could achieve it in 12 months. The The issue is that, in, in my opinion, there are three parts to the wealth building game. The first part is you've got to build some capital. And a lot of dentists do that very successfully in their business. The second part of the wealth building game is once you have a bit of capital to play with, then it's about, well, how do I change the trajectory of my income stream from those assets? Because most people, if you're going to get about 1%, maybe 2% income stream on your assets, it takes a long time and you need millions of dollars worth of assets to get anywhere meaningful. So, But if you can change the trajectory, you don't need as much. Um, and then the third part of the wealth game is how do I build annuities? So how do I just put, build income streams that just keep going? And that is how you create financial legacy. So for me, the word legacy means impact. So how do I have the impact in the world that I want? And, you know, from a wealth point of view, how do I earn a dollar today and still have it be in my family working in 100 years? I mean, that's kind of a fun way of looking at it. I like how you mentioned that some investments are lazy investments. That's a really good way. (laughs) Big, fat, lazy (laughs) funders. That's right. That's right. I love it. And so I can imagine that there may be dentists out there that have been, you know, they're 50, 60, 70 years old. Does it get to a point where it's a little bit too late to start investing or can you still make an impact even later on in your career? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Age is just a number from my perspective. Retirement is a dirty word. It's really that freedom to choose. You know, do you want to work one day a week? Do you want to work, you know, three days a week? Do you want to work no days a week? Do you even want to stay in practice long term? Like, what is it that you would want for your life? Like, what is the impact that you want to have? So for a lot of dentists, especially, they like their business, they like their patients, but they sort of want to have another impact in the world. And they just don't have that freedom to even explore um, what that might be. They're just, you know, head down, responsibilities are high, big team relying on them, family relying on them. And so, yeah, I, I think it's never too late. You know, I, I work with people at lots of different phases of their career. Um, but, you know, for me, it, it's not so much about age. It's about the willingness to, you know, be open to a different way of approaching wealth building. I love it. I love it. In the past, you've mentioned to me that you're not as inclined to invest in the share market. Is that correct? Yeah, look, you know, I mean, we, we have your basic superannuation, which is in some fund tied to the share market. But for me, what I learned very early on is that leverage and your capacity to amplify results matters greatly. And so one of the things that I know about real estate that I love is that you can leverage your returns. The second thing is that, um, you know, it's not as volatile as the share market. That sort of I saw a lot of investors get completely wiped out in the GFC and have to postpone retirement. Um, and so that bothers me a little bit. Um, I also feel like the, you know, the, the share market is so tied to the sentiment of what's happening in the world. Um, so there's, a, you know, much less control. So for me, it's not been a preferred uh, vehicle for wealth building and, for those people who do want that predictable income, I just don't know that the share market necessarily lends itself to that. Yeah, yeah. 
In terms of working with you, for a start, are you do you just look after Australian clients? Are you international as well? Um, well, for Freedom Warrior, which is my sort of flag star program, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really all about having a very close relationship with everyone I work with. So, you know, it, it's probably suited me to work with people predominantly from Australia and New Zealand. Um, you know, I have a series of other courses which are, are more global based, but, you know, a, a lot of the work that I do is focusing in on assets that are outside of Australia, so particularly in the States. And so, you know, I've definitely got a very international mindset, but the, the truth of the matter is that the Australian market in particular and the New Zealand market, it lends itself to growing your net worth, growing capital. It's terrible for cash flow. Like it's absolutely rubbish for cash flow. Yeah. And so recognizing that a lot of people that I work with, a lot of business owners that I work with, they are frustrated with the performance of their investments from a cash flow point of view. And, you know, as we've already said, cash is king. And if you want to talk about how would you survive another COVID or how would you survive another meltdown of some sort, it's it's really by knowing that your cash flow is going to keep coming in no matter what. Yeah, if anything's taught us over the last few years, it is recognising that the access to cash is needed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's really what, what wealth is. It's it's a plan B. That's It's yeah. a really good plan B. Yeah. Nice, nice. And so for people who are interested to have further conversations with you and want to know a little bit about how, what it's like to work with you, uh, what does that look like? Uh, look, I'm a bit like yourself. I'm, I want to be working with fewer betters. And so, you know, my criteria is uh, I want people to get a meaningful result when they work with me. So, you know, I'm not really, it's not so much that I don't want to, but I, for the sorts of investments that, that I focus on, you know, you need to have some capital already. So I, I tend to kind of set a criteria that you, you need to have at least half a million dollars to play with. Mm -hmm. um, to, to come and play in our, in our community. Um, but beyond that, you just have to be a, a nice human being. You know, I want to work with people who care about their wealth, who care about legacy, who are building wealth for the right reasons and who genuinely want, uh, you know, someone to kind of be their advocate and just support their journey. So yeah, that's it. kind of, that's how I roll. Well, that is just wonderful. Thank you so much for your contribution. And I do encourage people to go to the show notes, jump onto your website and contact Selena if you are interested in this is, you know, want to learn more about how you can make your wealth appear differently, have it work more for your life in the here and now as well as long-term future as well, and make the most of your investments. Make sure you don't get lazy investments only. Make sure you're getting some of the money to work hard for you and off into the future as well. Thank you so much, Selena. It's been fantastic. Oh, it's been great being here, Julie. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, then I encourage you to head over to Amina and my website, Dental Business Mastery. .com.au. You will find all the information that you need if you would like to gain our assistance in helping you and your team achieve great success. We've got online courses, consulting programs, the club membership. We also have a whole bunch of tools and resources that are available for free that will help you achieve your practice goals. If you would like to find out more, you can also email us directly at info 
at dentalbusinessmastery.com.au. Thanks so much for listening.